This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the battle of ideas. Oh, let me try this again. Andrew Chugwal. Alexander. Alexander, why did I say, uh, Andrew? You see, I'm focusing so much now on the uh, on the surname. My apologies, Alexander. No you problem. are in no. Vienna right now. Yes, I am. Well, thank you for joining me in the trenches. Are we in a war? Yes, we are definitely in a war. It's um, right now here in Austria, we fight against being illegal in a few months. So in a few months, people like me... Um, following our government and following the things our ministers say are not allowed to live in Austria anymore. So yes, this is definitely a war. Tell me about yourself. I'm 28 years old. I'm married. I'm, I was born and raised in Vienna. Um, and when I was 16, as when I was 15, I converted to the Catholic faith. And when I was 16, I, I started being active in political things, um, not party politics, but rather, um, anti-abortion movement and pro-family movement and things like this. So the typical Catholic things one does. And step by step, I found out that that um, if you go through political movements, if you look through politics nowadays and through political parties, you find out that there is a huge lack of Christianity going on. And so we founded two years ago um, the St. Boniface Institute in order to create a Christian perspective on things happening here not only in Austria, but in the rest of the uh, world, mainly focusing on the Western world, I have to say, and also within the Catholic Church itself. So that's what I'm doing right now. What is going on in, in Austria? Well, the government announced um, a few weeks ago that there will be a vaccine mandate um, shortly after they announced the lockdown only for the unvaccinated and other repressions. And now the law is already out. So from the 1st of February, being unvaccinated in Austria is illegal. And from the 15th of March, they will start fining us and going after us. So right now we find ourselves in the last months of um, a very bad image of freedom because right now we're also not free. I'm right now currently sitting in the wonderful and beautiful city of Vienna, but I'm not allowed to go to any restaurant or anything because I'm unvaccinated. So I'm in a full lockdown up until the moment um, the, the vaccine mandate starts working so it's 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 terrible what does it mean by illegal i mean are they going to force you to be injected um they they say they will actually do everything except binding you to a chair and and just ramming the jab in your arm that's not what they're going to do but what they are going to do is to force us with different um, legal weapons. So first they start by um, letting everyone who is unvaccinated pay a monthly fee for not being vaccinated. It's 200 euros. But if you at the same time in any way um, engage in a way you are not allowed to engage, like for example, if you meet your friends or if you uh, do an event or something like this, then they find you up to 3,600 euros each time they catch you doing something like this. So they could also find you a few times a day. And um, next to this, Right now, a new law is being introduced that allows um, uh, imprisonment for contempt, not only for up to six weeks, as we had it before, but uh, for up to one year. So every one of us all obviously thinks, and I, I, I'm very, I'm kind of 100% sure that we will see this implemented if we don't stop this whole thing, 
that obviously this um, um, imprisonment for contempt will be used for people who uh, don't get themselves vaccinated for a longer time. So I think what we will face now is massive pressure by our government, um, destruction of families and so on and so forth, all done um, in sake of health, as they call it. Obviously, that's wrong. Psychological health is terrible right now. People are depressive. Children kill themselves yeah. and things like this. The side effects of the vaccine are huge. The effects of the vaccine on the virus are not very huge. So you saw, you, you see, you see that it's not about health. It's rather about something else. And um, so we, we talk about this and I wanted to name it on your show as well. Mm. It's about introducing a new kind of surveillance state connected yes. to this vaccine. Yes, I so agree. What we, yeah, so what we see here is we see the introduction of something called the Green Passport. The Green Passport is nothing else than a digital identity system connected to not your health data, but your passport data. So the vaccine status here in Austria is not connected to your general health data, but to where you, where you live and who you are. And therefore, every policeman and every uh, man working for the state knows exactly if you're vaccinated or not. And that's also one of the reasons why they implement this whole thing in Austria first. Because uh, even though Australia obviously was ahead when it comes to tyrannical measures, Austria right now is unfortunately not not better. And and I think we are used as lab rats for the Western free world and, and, and to introduce those terrible um, things. Why your country? Well, I think, oh, first of all, Austria is small. Second of all, our politicians are especially corrupt. Well, everyone would say this. I think if I ask any other European, he would say, no, 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 my politicians are way more corrupt than yours are. But one has to say that our government is right now really doing um, lots of lots of good work on showing how corrupt they are. So the, the chancellor stepped down uh, a little bit more than two months ago. A new chancellor was installed because of a corruption scandal. A new chancellor was installed. This chancellor introduced the vaccine mandate. Afterwards, he was celebrating during the full lockdown with his friends, like Boris Johnson did, um, doing a champagne um, charity event uh, and so on. Uh, so he had to step down as well. Our Minister of Finance stepped down. Our Minister for Education stepped down. Um, other people stepped down. And they just implemented a new government without voting. So it's, it's, it's like if they would, you know, make fun of the people, of the voters uh, on, on, on purpose. And this connected with what I said right now, that one year ago they introduced this new law that the vaccination status is not connected to your health details, because your health details is very important, are still my details. So I can still decide whether I want to show other people or not. Whereas my passport details are not my details. That's something that the state is always allowed to look mm -hmm. into. And this is part of the European um, Union's plan to implement a digital identity up until the year 2030 for every European European Union citizen. I don't like to use this word for European Union. I'm a citizen of Austria, not of European Union, but you know what I mean. Um, so that's that's what's going on right now. And Austria, unfortunately, has this system. So we, it was very easy to introduce this here. And I think that even if we win this war now against the forced vaccination, which I think is still possible, and I hope that it is, then we are not able, uh, we're not allowed to stop there. We have to fight and continue to fight up until they really abolish to digital identity and that's obviously a very difficult thing as this is introduced in lots of countries right now sweden wonderful uh, politics about corona in the last one and a half years more or less yeah with a few ups and downs but more or less lots of freedom introduced right now um the the, the green passports or the vaccine passport 
in within a week and, 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 and the week afterwards it was already every event with more than 100 people only vaccinated vaccinated only and you yeah. have to come with a passport and then a week later they said every event with more than 25 people vaccinated only and you have to have a green passport so you see as, as soon as they introduce this it's going really it's like a war it's like a machine gun it goes tang 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 and then all those things are being implemented and people fight for freedom here in Austria. The people understand this. People mm. know that this is a problem, but our government doesn't care for the people as they act like if they would like to live in a democracy, but rather show themselves very sympathetic to the Chinese way of handling things. Or to quote <coughs> our former Chancellor Sebastian Kurz after he came back from the Belt of the Road Forum. Uh, he gave a speech in Vienna, 2019, I think it was, And he said, well, I always thought the only way of handling things is the European free way of democracy. But I have to say that the Chinese figured out another way, which is on the same level. That's what he said. Seems to be on the same level, I think he said. So you see that this was already introduced. And, yeah. and you know, you know, you will have the same things in your country as well. Well, that's how you know it's not about health, because I have exactly yeah. the same challenges. Yeah, that's it. And for example, it's interesting. You, uh, where are you from? You're from South Africa, aren't you? Yes, I'm right at the bottom tip. Yeah. I'm in Cape Town. Yeah. So you are from the country where they right now terrorize all of Europe because Omicron comes from there. Omicron doesn't kill anyone. Omicron is not all bad. If you would, I don't like to use their framework, but if you would look at it from a virological point of view, then actually Omicron would even be the solution for the whole Corona thing because everyone can get it but nobody's really has has any problems with it so that's actually when you can say well wonderful that's it we're over but but exactly the opposite is happening now they tell us ah omicron is a reason why you can have to get three additional chaps and i quote here the inventor of the biontech vaccine he said this publicly a week ago maybe not even a week ago six days or something like this you and i are talking because I saw some of your videos that you made and they went viral. It looks yes. like there it looks like there are a lot of people in Austria taking a stand. Yes, it's huge. We have the biggest resistance movement in Europe right now and I think the biggest in the world if it comes to a percentage. So Austria has less than 9 million inhabitants and every weekend more than right now more than about 200,000 people are demonstrating so more than 100,000 <coughs> <clears throat> more than 100,000 in Vienna and the other 100,000 in the different other cities of, of, of Austria. I think we would, I could, I would even say maybe more than 300,000 um, uh, two weeks, three weeks ago. It was a huge thing. <clears throat> But um, it's, it's really amazing. And we have people from all parts of society. We have um, uh, lawyers, doctors, workers, employees, politicians from the free, <clears throat> from the Freedom Party which is the main opposition party and right now doing a very good work on this. We had lefties with homosexual flags and I'm really not very much in favor of them, uh, as you know, but we had mm -hmm. them and we had the Catholics, obviously huge amounts of Catholics, of faithful Catholics. So you saw that this law, which affects every Austrian, also draws every Austrian of goodwill to the streets. Yes. So you have a broad, a broad uh, picture. And obviously I think that it is wrong to ask for um, a revival of the year 2019. Many people say, well, we have to go back. Let's go back to 2019. No, 2019 was exactly what we had, uh, exactly what created the surrounding for those things happening right now to be possible. 
So I think if we want to fight, if we want to win, we have to have a higher goal. And the higher goal must be come back to natural law. This is very important. They, 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 they created in Austria a surrounding where you can say that actually law is only made by, by majority. But you know Austrian history and German history very well. You know that law made by majority is not per se a very good thing. So um, before that, we had natural law on top of it. So we said every law must come from nature. So you have to look at how, is, how humanity is like, how the nature of humanity is, how nature of the nature of the world is, and from then, then you get your, your, your basic laws. But that's interesting. So that's something we ask for. We ask for new elections, obviously, and we ask for, um, for something, um, um, for me, very important. We ask for also the conversion of the people because we saw that all of this was only possible was only possible because people abandoned Christianity decades ago if you go ahead kill 10,000 of innocent babies every year destroy the marriage everywhere destroy private property everywhere destroy also um, um, economical freedom in, in a good way you know everywhere and introduce step and step more communism that Obviously, the families are ruined, the society is ruined, and the people are ruined, so they need the strong state. Because they themselves are so ruined, they can't do anything anymore. And the strong state obviously perverts more and more and more, and becomes a dictatorial state and a tyrannical state. And that's where we are right now. But we all know this picture, um, good times create weak men, weak men create hard times, hard times create good men. So I think those hard times right now, we have them. We have lots of good men out there. I'm very sure that whatever is happening, however hard they're going to hit us, lots of us will never, will never give up. And I'm very sure that this will lead to a very good end at the, at the end. How sure are you though? Excuse me? How sure are you? I'm 100% sure, 100% sure. Because um, I'm a Catholic, you know, I know that suffering is part of our world. Uh, we have to suffer. Because uh, suffering is is what what repairs the bad things happening. So um, if you if you suffer, for example, for someone else, you can help him. I give you the example of the of of, of a loving married couple, for example. If one of them suffers um, because he's sick and so on, and the other one helps him with the suffering and tries to take some of the suffering on his own shoulders, it's easier for both. Everyone knows this. So the same is here. If if everyone is decadent. And the world at the end ends up in a huge mess and people trying to introduce dictatorial systems everywhere, like right now. Then obviously you will see suddenly men and women coming out of this and say, no, I'm not like this. I want to, help. I want to really help my, 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 my friends and my family. I want to work for them. I want to serve them, actually. I want to serve my country, not serve the politicians necessarily, but my country. I, we, don't, we don't want anarchy. We want a structured, ordered state, a good one. And I think that's only possible if people understand that whatever happens, the first one in charge is not the state, but yourself. It's your responsibility to take care of the problems you face in life. And if you can't manage to do that, then subsidiarity tells you, go to the next level, ask your community, ask your friends. I think if this comes back, this is also the foundation, like a seed. And out of this seed, a strong tree called uh, Christian society can grow again. And I'm very sure about this. I do not want to engage right now in any in any <laughs> in any um, 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 future. Um, um, as in, uh, how can I say, Weissagung? Predictions. Um, prediction. Yeah, I don't want to engage in any prediction and tell you now this is going to happen in one year mm. or two years. I don't know. It depends how many people 
um, fight in which way and, and they fight and so on. But I'm very sure that at the end of the time, it will be very good. What in your mind is a good strategy for us to fight? I mean, you and I are on two different sides of the world and we're fighting the same battle. Yes. So first of all, I think it's very important to, to stop using the jargon of our enemies. So if they tell you about, don't use words like pandemic, don't, don't use words like, um, yeah, and to, to fight the virus and so on. You don't fight the virus. Nobody here fights the virus. Your body fights the virus with his immune system. Yes, this is and good doctors help you fighting the virus with them being good doctors to you. That's another thing. We right now fight for freedom. We fight for uh, the, for 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 a good and just system. So what do we have to do? We have to use good uh, good words. We have to understand that the first part in every battle is that the enemy always tries to take over our language. Just look at European history in the last uh, one hundred and fifty years when the liberal ideas, the nationalistic ideas, the socialistic ideas came in in the middle of the 19th century and destroyed everything and by changing the way we talk about things at the beginning. They went into universities and so on, and afterwards, in the 68 revolution, even more and even more. And now you're here in Europe and in a university, I'm not even allowed to say certain things which are historically proven to be right. So if I go to university and, for example, um, say, yeah, this and this man, um, um, did this and this, the professor can say, well, yes, but you're not allowed to talk about this because he's a bad man, so we don't talk about this. So they cancel the university. They cancel our language, the gender ideology. You know, in, in German, it's very ugly because they, it, it, it makes German impossible. You can't create a good German sentence with gender ideology. It's impossible. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. All the grammar Nazis out there know that I'm right, and it's very interesting that also the leftist side, the ones who are very much into grammar, are also fighting for a different way of using gender ideology. So you see this. So we have to create um, the opposite. The problem is that often when conservatives say, well, the leftists all work together and we now all have to work together, it doesn't work. And often conservatives think, well, why does it work for the leftists, but why doesn't it work for us? There's a very clear answer to this. Um, leftism or let's say modernism or whatever, however you call it, has one goal. It wants to destroy um, a structure which comes from nature, so a natural structure, which in, it's, it was created by God, in, in, in my not only honest opinion, but also belief. But it, they want to destroy it. And now, just imagine the world as a house. If you want to destroy a house, it doesn't matter which gun you use to shoot it, which, which, which hammer you use. As long as you hit it, you're part of the team. And now we see us, ourselves as the ones who try to defend the house or even rebuild it in a nicer way. And obviously, if 200 people try to build a house, that's not working. Mm. You need someone to tell you that's how we built the house. And so this is the fight among conservatives since ages. And the answer to this is obvious. The answer is God is the one creating the house. We are his tools. We are his tools. And that's what I think is, I don't know, I don't know if, you, if you are personally a faithful man. I don't know this. But I can tell you, I saw in, ah, that's, that's beautiful. I, I saw in my last, in my last 10 years of political work that every time a major thing came up, the only ones which were stable enough not to be either depressed or destroyed or go with the wind are the ones who were strong in faith. Traditional Catholics are the number one here in Austria. Whoever I talk to in the traditional Catholic scene, even if some of them are more weak and more strong, but they are all opposed to the vaccine mandates, all are opposed to the abortion thing, all opposed to that. They all understand this. They all want to fight for a good thing. Why is this? Because they understand our goal is serving the good. 
serving good. We are not the lords of the world. We should not be the lords of the world. We should be good tools, servants to our own people, to our own kind, to God uh, foremost, and to our family. And then we can create good and, 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 and strong times again. It sounds like you're saying that a winning, a winning uh, firearm as such is uh, a set of values. Yes, definitely. Without values, without, and it must be it, 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 values that are um, above the level of normal um, political values. So in the European Union, often people talk about something which doesn't exist called the European values. And whenever you ask them, you say, yeah, it's um, like friendship and we like each other and we hug each other and, and the diversity, blah, blah. That's nonsense. That's nonsense. Real values, real values always have to come from the highest thing possible and that's God himself. So we look at the Ten Commandments. We look at the basic morality which comes from being a human. So for example, if it comes to how to treat other humans, we know that, that it's very easy to know how to treat others if you know how to treat your own family, for example, very well. So if you know how to be raised and if you know how to treat yourself also very, uh, in, in the right way. So you see that real values, what are real values? For example, it's um, hope is a value. Um, to have hope is very good. Hopeless, being hopeless is wrong. Or to have mercy is a value. To forgive is a huge value. To fight and be courageous is a value. So we know them. And those things are called virtues the big thing we need we need virtues in this world and they in my eyes are actually only possible if you at least understand that god is there but if you want to live by them you need to understand that god is the creator he's a loving great of the world um, the trinity is up there helping you and sending you graces if you follow the commands of our lord and savior jesus christ and so on and so forth so I will, I'm very, very sure that this is the only answer, as I see it in our own history and right now also on the streets. Oh, wise words. Wise words. Alexander Chigal, I hope I pronounced it correctly. It's been a pleasure chatting to you, and thank you for joining me in the trenches. Thank you. Pleasure was on my side. All the best for your fight in South Africa as well. God bless you. God bless you too. My name is Germ. This is Germ Warfare, the Battle of Ideas. If you enjoyed this podcast, please visit supportgerm.com.